We're back. We're back and we're spookier than ever this week because guess what's right around the corner, Captain Scott? It's Halloween, Captain Connor. We are the nightmare boat for oh, the purposes of this episode. I was going to say November. Oh, well. But yeah, Halloween is spooky as hell. November- <laughs> it's the spookiest, the spookiest month of the year. Backwards, it's Reb Von. Yes, it is. Anyways, we're here to dissect some lightning round quickies here. These are some nightmares that we found on the internet on some subreddits. We're going to go ahead and do some freestyles of them, and we're going to try and not get too spooked. Yeah. Hey, Scott, go ahead and hit me with that linkaroonie, would you? Yep. All right. In the meantime, folks, I want to go ahead and let you know life's been a little crazy again, but we're trying to get back on this horse Put a couple episodes back here in the old archive so we can keep blasting out with that dreamy content. So keep on holding on. Your tickets are still valid. The dreamboat's still a sailing. Still still afloat. We're still going. I think we're... we're, we're oh, there it is. Bing bong. We're be Bing bong. Spook boat for, for today's purposes. Let's go ahead and, and slap out one of these. I got one for you, Connor. Hey. <laughs> Some of these are really grim, and others are spooky, so I'm trying to go for, for the spookier ones here. I was at the movie theater watching some movie. I heard the shower running behind the theater's emergency exit door. I get out of my seat and I walk down to the door. I open it to find myself in my bathroom with the shower on. I know my wife was showering, but I don't see her shadow. I pull back the curtain to see my wife floating face up in the water. Her lips are blue, her eyes wide open. I wake up screaming with tears in my eyes. I couldn't go back to sleep that night. Okay, so we have a movie theater. Moving pictures, you are watching things pass you by. It doesn't say what the movie's about, right? It doesn't say what the movie's just about. Movie. You're, you're just in the theater, and there's a shower running while you're in the theater. Right, so that's pretty bizarre. So, shower, cleanliness, you're trying to shake off a gross feeling, or maybe some bad juju, and you like you really... Are wondering why there's water in the theater. You're well aware that your wife is in there, but then, wait, but it's a shower and she's face up, so it's not a bath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not how you shower. That's not how I shower. Okay, that one that one was more grim than spooky. So I'm 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 disappointed in that one right there. How well, about this one? Well, okay, wait. We just let's just let's unpack this a little bit further. As far okay. as Movies. Yeah, movies, shower, dead wife. I think those are the three things, the three dots okay. we need to connect here. Movie's kind of a toughie there, though. So what is a movie, really? A distraction, a... In your dream... Entertainment. It could be a parable of some kind. Parable. It could be a story. It's another word for parable. Yeah. Shit, dude, I've never really considered what the hell a movie might mean in... We're gonna freestyle this entirely. We're not All right, I'm, I'm okay. We'll, we'll we'll dip into James Boyd's uh, yeah, dream I, 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 interpretation I, I, dictionary of symbol signs and meanings. Kind of at a last for that. Yeah, let me hit us with the. Well, Kanye West is in this dictionary. This is top drawer shit. I mean stuff. <laughs> All right. When you dream about a movie or a movie theater, focus first on the root word "move." Could be moving in a new direction or a different phase of your life. 
And it also could be uh, about a story, right? Focus can be mm. on a specific situation or an overview of you and your life. So let's think of it as about maybe moving into a different phase of your life. Now, let's hit like a quick shower because see here showers means that you want to cleanse yourself okay thank you very much Jamie, once that one. again yeah, yep good. i kind of right. said that kind of said that i of said that so okay okay so you're moving along trying to you, you 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 hear the sound of of cleansing right if we're talking in terms of symbols here right you're you moving, recognize you recognize someone trying to get cleansed or change what does the cleanse do it cleanses the life right out of her oh no what it, so your wife is making some big change and now she's no longer the person you thought she was. Oh, whoa. She's now a corpse. The Corpse Bride by Tim Burton. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Very nice. spooky. Bring it, you very spooky. Hey, there we go. Brought that right around to Spooktown. Bingo, bango, meet me in Tabango. Meet me in Tabango. Ew. Topeka. Topeka, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, now, I got another shorty for you. Oh, I got a shorty for you. Oh, okay, give it. I had a dream last night where the vet we usually take my beagle to told me that she wasn't going to make it for reasons Aww. unknown. And that beagle had to be put down. The problem was I was the one who had to kill her and with a hunting knife. Oh, God. The following dream was bloody and depressing. And when I finally oh, woke up, <laughs> I grabbed her from the foot of my bed and hugged the shit out of her. That's, That's a direct <laughs> So how about how about this nightmare where the vet calls you and says, "Hey, your dog's oh gonna die. God. You got to kill your dog." Oh my god! This right, this so. this is uh, that one's kind of grim too. Saw nine. Saw K yeah. nine. This is this is sog dog dog saw. All right, so you've got the dog represents companionship, loyalty, man's best friend. And best friend, yeah, you know. But you're at the doctor's office, which usually symbolizes healing, I suppose, right? The best you could say. And here, the doctor, doctor is informing this person that their friendship has to die. That their friendship can't make it. And you're the one that has to cut it off. And you're the one that has to do it. And you have to do it, like, all in one big stroke. This is not the same as ripping a band-aid off. This is having a hunting knife. This is, oh, <laughs> this is extremely grim. I'm a little disappointed in this person because even in my dreams, I don't think I could, I think I would take the option of just running. I don't know. Trying to. I feel like you don't always have control of things that happen in your dreams. I, I guess that's true. I can't judge someone. I probably killed a few dogs in my dreams. I don't remember. You know, we've all killed a few dogs in our dreams, I'm sure. Uh, I've yeah. I'm not proud of it. I'm just sure it's probably just, happened. Just I have them notched in my bedpost, but it's a don't hate. <laughs> you, gotta, you know what they say? You gotta stab a dog to make an omelet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so... So you're gonna have to cut off your friendship probably, with a hunting knife. Friendship. No, there's probably a friendship out there, yes, that is sickly and is not gonna make it. And so you've got to, and it's going to be difficult for this person, but they are going to have to be the one to end it. And it's going to be really grim. It's going to be pretty nasty. It's going to hurt. A lot of blood on your hands. It's going to be tears. Or even, yeah, it might even lead to a fight. It looks like there's a lot of physical aspects to this sort of dog murder shit going down. And that's what happens. Sometimes when your friends don't get adopted after a long time, they just have to be put down. It's really a bad system in the shelters. 
Uh, alright, let me, let me try and spook you. How about this one? Yes. I had a dream. I was walking alone before dawn, giving my surroundings a washed-out shade of blue and still managing to be dark. As I was walking, I passed a man in a hood whose face I could barely make out. We passed each other, and I kept walking. A few moments later, I turned around to find the guy I had just passed directly behind me, only a few feet away following me. In that instant, I woke up. Wait, so so the, you're walking to by you're walking yeah. during dawn, and there's a guy in a hood, and you guys like barely made out, and then he's <laughs> and then he's right up behind you, and then he's behind you. Yeah, very spooky, right? Okay, so right, so you're walking sometime like real close to dawn. So for me, I've had an experience where I ended up in when I first moved to New York, coming home at like three in the morning, and I was not in the very good part of town. Oh, all, all by myself, and it was very, very dark, and I was like, oh, yeah, I would never do this again. So <laughs> I think I my association with walking alone at dawn is there's an air of a danger and of being on edge, right? And so you mm-hmm. pass this hoodie man, and you can just barely tell. You can't really see his face. So What kind of representation do you see in that man? What kind of symbol is he? Because the face is the window to your head. And if you can't see the face, you can't really trust it. You him. need to get some Windex for your face. <laughs> I think that it is, obviously it's a threatening issue. So this man represents either something in in this person's life, whether it be a situation, it could be a person, it could be an illness, it could be, I don't know, something shaken down, and they feel like they got past it, and then the next thing they know, they didn't really deal with the issue, and it's oh, right there, and they're all that's a good, alone. Good take. And they saw it coming, too, at first. They saw it coming, they passed right by it, and it was hard to read. Can't see the face, right? Saw it coming, went, whew, I made it. And then That is spooky, though. I've had a few times where I've been spooked by, like, having my headphones in and thinking that I was all by myself and just kind of, like, chilling out or, like, I don't know, singing in a really soft, high falsetto to myself while I'm walking. And I'll glance over my shoulder and there was someone two paces behind me. It's real frightful. Not delightful. Not delightful. Having a uh, wonderful time. <laughs> you got one for me? <laughs> so, Scott. Yeah. Had one where my skin was falling off, and I kept trying to keep it on by sewing it. it oh! Just started out as greasy, and then got loose and started sliding off. It didn't hurt in the dream, but it felt really gross. I sewed it back on in patches and tried to cover <sighs> it with some sort of makeup to hide the seams. <laughs> I went outside. Everybody else seemed normal. Couldn't tell if they sewed and did the same thing I did. I wash Whoa. my face more often when it feels greasy now. Whoa. Okay, so at least that was a good... That is spooky. That was pretty frightful. I don't like that one at all. Kind of reminds me of that Twilight Zone with the pig faces. She's like... Oh, God, yes. He's hideous. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a guy. That's funny. A real good critique of our culture. Oh, man. The T-Zones, good stuff. Anyway, Scott, how about that face-sewing business? Imagine a world, or a moment, where your skin sloughed off, and you had to stitch it back together 
onto your face, butt, and arms. Pretty good, but you think you need some more lung cancer to go with that voice. Yeah. Sorry, Rod. It was... Sorry, Rod. Different time, I guess. Different strokes, different smokes. Um, so basically, I'm seeing this one as perhaps being... So your skin, your face, your exterior. This is sort of like the broader idea of how you... How you and others perceive your yourself. So this could mean, I guess in a dream symbol, this would mean personality, this would mean interests, this would mean, so hell, even job status, I suppose. And so it's sloughing off, and it's greasy and disgusting. So there's an aspect, I doubt it's a physical aspect. I think this is something like, like a job title, or, you know what I mean? You see the thread I'm trying to like unravel A little there? bit, but forgive me for jumping in. Sure. But James DeBoer to be really proud when I... When I bring up the idea of trying to keep face, if you will. And oh. so perhaps you did something that was really embarrassing or is outside of your normal character. And so you are losing face and you're desperate. Face <laughs> and you are desperately trying to hold your identity as you know, XYZ type of person together because you, uh -huh. you done goofed. Now, now the cool Twilight Zone corollary at the end there, where it's like nobody seems to notice, maybe everybody else is a stitchy, gross person too. Maybe, maybe not. Man. But it seems to really pick up their facial hygiene habits of washing their skin when it gets greasy. That but sometimes yeah, overwashing can make your skin even more greasy, so you gotta wash out. Talk wash to your dermatologist. Wash out? Yeah. Face to face? I don't know. Wash out um, for some of that stuff. This is super spooky in, in other reasons for me because I I used to be really into catching bugs sort of in high school. I had a group of friends that were really into it. And the girl I'm dating now is an entomologist, so like bugs are cool. I'm reading more about them. Did you know the brown recluse bite makes your skin slough right off? It just yep. slumps it, right off. Well, of and it it's like horrifying. it like does this big old giant hole. It just yeah. eats away at it. Yeah. It's horrific. And guess what? Ugh. They're all over. They're all over here. They're everywhere. Well, not here. Where? No, they're, well, I mean, no, they're in Arizona. Yeah, they're in, they're in New York. Not really. No, I mean, they they're might, not in New York. Not, probably not in the city. They could be in the others' areas. The tragic irony is that they're delicious. Yeah, I forgot how, how really into eating bugs you were, Scott. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> just kidding, folks. It's Halloween. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't eat bugs. That's gross. That's spooky. Not even the little trolley, trolley, um, sour. Oh, the bright crawlers. Ones? Yeah, I'll have the bright crawlers. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, I've, I've eaten the one the the scorpion that comes in the the sucker too. Those tourist trap ones. In the suckers. In the suckers. Um. All right. Let me see if I can if I can get us another one. Yep. Yeah. Hit me with your best shot, dude. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh God! Uh, no, that one's not spooky enough for me. All right, I had a dream where it started off like some zombie virus outbreak, and then somehow I ended up with a kid. It started as an infant, but it grew super fast, and it was a complete asshole. It was awful. The kid was a dick. He didn't even like me, and I didn't like him either. Couldn't stop thinking about that dream for the next few days. <laughs> Man, so there's a zombie outbreak. There's a zombie. 
<laughs> that does sound like a nightmare, man. So it starts as a zombie oh, outbreak. All the responsibility, and he's a dick. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and here's the thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and embellish on this premise here, but mm-hmm. there's a zombie outbreak, and you have nobody, which means your friends and family are dead and zombies, and you're never gonna see them again, and all you have for connection in this miserable world is this child who's dick growing extremely child. fast <laughs> and just grows, grows up to be a real dick. <laughs> oh, oh my god. 28 days later, but with like... Who's a terrible child? So you probably ended up with some kind of new responsibility... Probably like a work thing, or it could be an around the house thing, and right. it was supposed to start off as this one little thing, but like the damn cat in the hat and the pink ring in the tub, it just got real bad real fast, and the next thing you know, it's out of oh, control. You know I want to tack on to that, because you're saying if it's a work thing, and this is happening in the midst of a zombie pandemic, I would guess that this is like something, a, a responsibility that was delegated to you during a who knows like a hostile take like everyone's freaking out right the office is in disarray there's a zombie outbreak a hostile takeover in the office you get yeah man when the pirates from the other company come in and they i don't know and then their captain kills your captain so your profit margins have sunk your 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 lateral accessibility uh i can't i can't buzzword right now but here's what i'm here's my point you you were delegated a kid-sized job and then once you unwrapped it, it turned into a just an asshole, twenty-two-year-old before your very eyes. Just a, just a real ass. Just an unpleasant kid. Here. Oh, so maybe maybe you got a promotion, and all the people maybe you like work at a movie theater and you're the general manager and you just have to deal with all those like butthole teens all the time. I love how he's sorry says- for all the all these. These boo boo words I've been spitting out. It's They're just... very spooky words. And then, and and then, my favorite part is that he's like, "I didn't like the kid, and the kid didn't like me either." <laughs> it was awful. He was a dick. It's like it's like the, it's so misleading. I love this sort of like turnaround there, where you start out with the zombies and you end on just, just a depressing, angry teen. You got one for me? Try to find one that's not super depressing as well. There's a lot of very depressing ones. Yeah, in here. there is one. Oh, here we go. Vividly remember the face of this girl I've never met, but her and I were hiding in the rafters of a hockey rink. Where we were hiding with the presenters of Top Gear. You familiar <laughs> with that show? Yeah. Don't really know what we were supposed to be hiding from. But I was the first line of defense. Top Gear's with you and you're the first line of defense? Well, Isn't me... that one guy of freaking Morphin Syndrome, like eight feet tall or something? Let's see who the current Top Gear hosts are. Oh, they're real goobers. Oh, yeah, they're real goobers. They got a guy from Friends on there, I think. Uh, yeah. LeBlanc, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so what does that mean? So now it's called Top Friends. Okay. So, so there's uh, there's the girl, the Top Gear folks, 
the you, yeah, there's a girl at the top gear, folks. And here's and the wild the card. Of defense. Here's the wild card, Scott. Were you listening? Give it to me. Rafters of a hockey rink. Hmm. What could it mean? What was the threat again? They weren't sure. Just an unspecified. Okay. I. I oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so there's an unspecified threat coming after you, this girl, and the Top Gear presenters. Love it. Uh-huh. All right. Here's how I would interpret that. Looking at a hockey rink in a dream. We're, we're thinking of, like, DeBoard would here. It means that you've got to put your troubles, or you put this, this, this danger on ice. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Or it's frozen. So there's there's this probability of it emerging or whatever, but you've got this small period of stasis, and so you're hiding. I don't know why you would be high up. Well, you're not in the penalty box. Oh, uh, I ran out of hockey things. That's a real slap, hockey stick, comedy. Oh God, Ugh. slap slap shot, comedy? slap shot. There we go, slap shot comedy. Uh. Oh man, God, hockey, hockey, hockey. Okay, I got this. I got this. I'm gonna try and tie this into into family, perhaps instead of work or something. But there's there's definitely there's a danger that's lurking in something that you enjoy, right? Like it looks like a game, but it's dangerous, is what I'm seeing. Your vantage point, seeing it from up high. Maybe there's like maybe you have a child and you're letting them play violent video games. You're like, oh, this can't affect my child at all. And now they're I don't know stealing cars and torturing rabbits. They'll just turn into a real butthole. Yeah, and you're starting to think maybe I shouldn't let maybe you're Joey playing play Tetris for eight hours a day. It's gonna mess him up. Ooh it's man, yeah. I I knew a guy that played Tetris forever, and he started working at a Costco, and he just worked till he died. Oh, because he was just working the forklifts and just stacking boxes. This is not a real story. It's very spooky though. But if he's playing the most dangerous game, Hunting Man, that is the most dangerous game, Hunting Man. Okay, huh. So so that's what that's what that's what this game is that he's at. It's like hockey, but maybe I mean he's being hunted by. Oh, pardon me. Okay, so I think that there's yeah there's an issue here that's disguised as a game that's actually very threatening, and you've recognized it due to being up on high, and so now you're trying to protect someone else from that same danger that's already gotten out of control, that's thawing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're with people whose opinion you trust greatly also, but they don't seem to see the threat like you do, so you're the first line of defense. So yeah, in this metaphor, or in this example, you just found out that Joey's been playing eight hours of Tetris a day and he's turning into a real dick. And so you don't want your daughter Karen to be a dick either, and so you send her outside with the old stick and hoop and say, this is the way to do it. Lay off the screen time, Sally. Yeah, but then look, it's Speaker of the House Mitch McConnell, who's a figure of authority, and he comes and tells you, no, stick and hoop is out of date. Let your kids play Grand Theft Auto Five online. It's way cooler. And you're saying no. I think Senator. we're a little bit off the rails. I got a new one for you, Scott. Okay. I had a dream after my ex and I broke up where we were climbing one of those fake rock climbing walls, and I pushed her onto the top safely to safety, but then I fell myself. At the bottom was a hellish, hyper-violent battle between soldiers and these rat-like creatures in gas masks. It was Whoa. especially disturbing because the soldiers were transforming into the rat creatures, and it was just this cannibalistic mayhem. Whoa. All right. That sounds like something out of the Wall movie-ish. Wall movie? Kind of. What? The Wall. Pink Floyd's The oh, Wall. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. What that, that, didn't know if that's what you're referencing or not. 
No, that's some spooky imagery for sure. The rats with gas masks is a nice touch. Right. Pushing your that's... pushing your partner up to safety on a f- right. fake rock wall. Huh. And then you fall into nightmare hell world battle. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, maybe this is something that your dream is is just explaining your priorities in life that you're one who would sacrifice yourself for your friends even if it means being cast into a roiling hellish miasma of violence cannibalistic soldier and gas mask mice i think see the gas mask that seems contradictory also that's a strange one because when i think of rats or mice in a dream i would think of that as being unclean or filthy or impure or whatever but they're wearing gas masks maybe we're the unpure ones yeah Oh my gosh, we keep Twilight Zone in ourselves. So push, I think the, the something. I think there's something here in this fake rock wall, because it very well could have been a mountain. Mm. Unless huh. he just has a hobby to go to the rock gym. I think that was just, a, I think he was saying rock gym. Like, like right. a fake rock wall is like, yeah, just a rock gym. Right, but why would he be at the rock gym and not climbing a mountain? So it has to mean something. Okay, I see what you mean. So maybe it has something to do with like practicing something at home in in a in a s- sterile safe setting or what you thought was a sterile safe setting like making love. Oh shoot. Oh, that would make that roiling battle at the bottom much more sexy than spooky then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's an interesting take on it. So wow. I thought we were saving our sexy episode for 69. Oh, crap. Yeah, no, save it. Save it. Okay, okay. We'll save it. We'll save it that one. No, that's... Uh, I like the imagery for that. I just don't know if I if I can offer any other analysis other than perhaps... You like you. the imagery for that? I do. I think this would make a pretty badass metal album. Uh, oh, I was thinking it's still in a sexy context. Soldiers. Oh, n- oh, I mean, no, 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 of course not. Just in, in terms of the sim- symbolism here, it's kind of harder to wrap my head around. Oh, how would you describe the rock wall? So, so outside of the bedroom example, what is something where you would want to practice in the safety or a controlled environment and it ends up actually being very dangerous? Something mm. like taking motorcycle lessons, right? Cleaning guns. Oh. No, I mean, I think it has something to uh, do with... the soldiers and, sh- and stuff. So why Climbing. do people go Climbing. to Rock Jim? <coughs> Who is Rock Jim and why to Rock reach Jim? reach new... Heights. Okay, there we go. Hey, Scott, you're onto something here. So you are pushing your partner to reach new heights, but in doing so, you have to sacrifice yourself and are taking on so much more and having to fight so much harder by pushing your partner to great new heights. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man, it's a relationship one. You're beefing it for yourself, but it's so that you can get your your loved through law school yeah you are you're yep she's in law school grad school medical school just doing those crazy hours she's doing that crazy triple degree thing and you are cooking her dinner every night and you are rubbing her her sore feet and working at blockbuster overtime working at, oh blockbuster too <laughs> i think that's a pretty solid uh Pretty solid one there. And all it took was a real bad pun. Just all it heights. took was a real bad... Well, I mean, I was doing real analysis. Uh, you think that'll about do it for a spooky episode? I think that about does it for our spooky, spooky Halloween episode. As always, if you have a dream that you want us to take crack at, mm-hmm. send, it our, send it on our way. 
on the way. Send it up. Yeah, send it. Uh, Dreamboat Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook, you know? Yep. That's a good spot, too. We do get submissions mostly through Gmail. If you have an audio submission, of course, those are always welcome. I think we should say, really, we get most of our submissions just yelled directly at Scott. Yeah, that's a safe way to do it as well. Um, If you have any other spooky ones or if you have a nightmare, we're not going to relegate them entirely to October. So feel free to slap those in. Or if you have any dreams about Thanksgiving. Oh, man. (laughs) Or or nightmares about hanging out with all your family. I love my my family, but hey, I know it's not always easy. <laughs> family. Anyways, that'll that'll be that'll be it for this one. Hope it wasn't too spooky for you. And keep those submissions coming. That's what keeps the wind in our sails. sails. On the dreamboat, little boat, calling back there. All right. Why? 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 Hi, Glide.